Hi, I'm your DM, Sarah, and this is Four Friends and Some Dice. I'm your DM, Sarah. This is Four Friends and Some Dice. We're four friends playing D&D with some dice. Welcome to our show. That's an awful <laughs> intro. It's fine. I'm Raz. I play Ozark. I'm Aaron, and I play Gilla. I'm Colin. I play the Herald of the Wizard, and I don't like this reverso beginning. <laughs> I panicked. <laughs> I took cold medicine last time we recorded. I don't remember anything, so... Colin wants to do a brief A brief overview. summary. Thanks to Raz for taking in the real life, real world notes. So, there was a fire in that town that wasn't we'll see into. Two stars. Two stars. Two stars the town. There's fire. And the guy, it turned out that a guy set the fire because uh, he like owned the building and he's this rich dude and he's like, hey, I need you to get this thing for me in we'll see into. We're like, we're already going in we'll see into. It's super convenient. And so we need to get this, like, magical item thing, or whatever. And then, uh, so we go to Mulsantir. We're not with the caravan anymore. Because uh, that's where we're trying to get the real Jimothy. The guy's name was Benny, who sent us there. And then he sent... And the Jets. Not yes. his real name. Yeah. His his name was Benny. And Benny sent his porter with us, Emma, the golden elf lady, who was pretty boss. And she came with us to Mulsantir, and she helped... Uh, successfully steal um, the real Jimothy. She turned me invisible at one point. I did not expect that. That was very cool. And then we were pretty chill and we're getting ready to do our cool adventure underneath the city. And then we went to this bar and Pog tried to steal from somebody, which did not go well. And then the guards were there. And then I panicked. And rather than using like any good magical spells to like stop the situation, I just threw a smoke bomb. Or just waiting for the next day to pay her bail. Yep. Nope. Panicked. And so uh, <laughs> there was a fight. And that fight did not go well. And they took Pog. And then we all just ran away. And it was really sad, everybody. I've been broken up about it since then. But now we're going to break her out. Or go and pay the bail. I mean, that's also possible. That's what we should have done, probably. That's where they are. All right, so we're going to pick up in media res. Gilla is hiding behind some crates. Ozark is running down an alleyway, I think. I think I jumped up to the roof. Oh, yeah, you're jumping. Yeah, you're climbing across the roof. Well, I used a spell, a ceremony set. Fancy. Mm. And the Herald used Jimothy to get away. I did. So Harold. Yep. It's been another six seconds. Mm-hmm. You have a, you have a minute to do anything you want to do with Jimothy. Yep. Because you have one success with your Jimothy fate dice. Mm-hmm. I I guess I'm just gonna try and get to a safe space to endure whatever fate throws my way. Do a survival check to see if you can find a safe doorway, maybe some porch, maybe some. You find an alcove in an alleyway. You don't know how safe it will be. You're closer to the edge of the city, but the alleyways have been proportional throughout, as has the size of the building. Oh, because this is the place with the, like, the buildings are all exactly the right height or whatever. Extremely proportionate grid system. It's kind of an obsessively built city. Yeah, definitely. So you find a place. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need you to roll your D8. Six. For a six, you gain one level of exhaustion. <sighs> this is very tiring to do, so mm. I need you to write down that you have one level of exhaustion. That means all of your checks and attacks and ability things are at disadvantage until you take a full eight-hour rest. All right. It's tough dealing with fate, y'all. Yeah, it's very... You forgot how tiring this was. <sighs> because you literally... You you focus so much on Jimothy that you are able to see into the future for just a brief second, which gave you the ability to, like, dodge out of the way mm-hmm. and get out of there. The true power of Jimothy comes with a price. Yeah, which is why he's also a luck stone in general, yeah. because it would be really rude to give you just, like, a shitty magic <laughs> item. But Appreciate I think it. it's a good bounce. Mm-hmm. You are just <sighs> slumped, exhausted in this alleyway. Mm-hmm. What do the you other people who are in our podcast as well do? <laughs> um, John, Barry, <laughs> Hilda, you're also here. They actually vote. Uh-huh. They have little buttons to vote on what we do. Yeah. Did you guys not know about them in the podcast? <laughs> are the guards gone? Like, can I hear them gone? Do I have to make some type of perception check to know if they're gone? Um, I thought they went away. 
they scattered to look for you. Mm. Some of them were arguing about whether or not magic was involved and what to be on the lookout for. But they seemed to be specifically looking for the, the other gnome who got away. That'd be me. Mm-hmm. So, I guess I want to do a perception check and see if I see a guard anywhere near me. Okay. Nice. That's 25. You got a couple, of, like, you got maybe two streets over to hide, and so you are pretty out of the way. Okay. Then I want to get up from behind, like, the crate or whatever I was hiding mm-hmm. behind and just walk away. Like, the other, like, just keep walking through the alley, and I'm gonna boop my earring and, or my earpiece, and hope, (laughs) hope that the rest of my team doesn't metagame, but maybe tries them, and be like, I'm going to an inn, and we can deal with this later. And I'm just gonna go and look for the first moderately okay, because I'm not staying at the place we were at before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just looking for a place to go in and maybe find somewhere to sleep for the night. All right, do a perception check to look for an inn. <laughs> That's a net one. A bird poops in your eye. You can't Why are there no other inns in Bullseed? You see just the a one. building, and instead of having signs that, like, protrude out and hang down and swing, they have, like plaques on the wall mm-hmm. that with the name of the businesses and such and so you find a place that you think is an inn <laughs> and you walk in it's actually a slaughterhouse and it is in fact a I mean, mercantile the pig's mouth <laughs> is um you just see rows of people sitting at desks sewing they seem to be making some sort of uni- like uniform because they all are the same colors and so you see that they're using navy, silver, and light blue to make these standardized uniforms. Do those uniforms look anything like those guard uniforms? They don't. The guard yeah. uniforms that you saw were silver, blue, and green. And they had a unicorn horn pin that held their cloaks on. Hmm. Okay. I just go... Whoops, my bad, and walk out. You eventually find a place. It looks. I'm kind of playing up the like. Maybe I'm a little drunk, so I'm just. I'm just someone who looks like they're kind of like a little lost, a little. Yeah, you find a place that's a little shady. Two coppers for a bed. God, sounds great. This happened in daylight, didn't it? Or was it nighttime? I thought it was nighttime. It was afternoon. Okay. Yeah. So I think Gilla probably wandered for a good two, three hours. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, In the exact wrong direction. And so you find a place, and it's because the buildings are all a uniform size, it's just there's a top level that's one open room that's got maybe like 15 beds in it. Great. That's all I need. And I boop my earpiece and I say the name of this place, which is. Why did you do this? <laughs> it's called the Rolling Dumpling. We can also okay, yeah, sure. the Rolling Dumpling. Yeah, it's not that good though, and they 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 don't actually serve dumplings anymore. They it, trick people. No, they used to su- they used to serve dumplings, but then like the old owner passed away, and that was the only person who knew how to make them as a secret recipe. And now they just sell like rice balls. Yeah. It's pretty disappointing. Yeah. And so the I boop and I and I add rolling? a rolling, and I just say, hey guys. Uh, this weird place called the dumpling, the the rolling dumpling. There's no dumplings here, but like, beds are cheap. Probably a good place to hide. You guys should make it here. What does Ozark do while Gilla's wandering the city, <laughs> and the Herald is taking an alley nap? <laughs> My favorite kind. <laughs> so I'm on a roof above where there was smoke. Mm-hmm. That's dispersing. Is there um, like? Can a I little... set the? Yeah. So all of the roofs here are flat. And on top of the roof, you see, like, a little garden bed area. And so it looks like maybe this is, um, like, a residential building. And this person has chosen to use their rooftop space for some sort of, like, gardening area. And you think that because of the layout of the city, maybe one of the ways that they keep themselves fed is they use their rooftops for food and such. So you look over and you see on the next one, on the next building, there's just like a row of like pigeon-like birds cages there. And so whoever 
runs that place runs. Maybe like a dubbery or something. Okay. I'd like to maybe jump a couple of rooftops over. All right. Make a athletics or acrobatics check. Uh, that's a 13. You... It's not graceful. It's not <laughs> graceful. You do almost fall off, but you manage to catch yourself and, like, <gasps> jump in. There are little raised walls, maybe one or two feet before on the roof, so whoever's up there is not going to just, like, topple and fall off, or things won't slide off if there's a breeze or anything. That makes sense. So you're able to grab the edge. I'm just looking to, like, get, get away, away from the place enough, and then mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to sit down. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like I'm holding a cloak oh, still. Uh huh. Yeah, and I'm. I think I'm just gonna be like I couldn't grab her. I think you do eventually hear Gilla. You're still in range to hear, hear Gilla, and I think Harold, you as well. Hear her if your earpiece is on. Boop. I have no idea how y'all are gonna find Emma. Yeah, I probably sit there for a good like thirty minutes. We just trust Emma will find us <laughs> eventually. Yep. Mm-hmm. Same. We're not in charge of the porter. Nope. Uh, yeah, so I... She does have the map to the catacombs. But we'll figure it out. Yeah, I think I fine. sit there for, like, a good 30 minutes and just, like, breathe. Mm-hmm. And then I put the cloak in the bag of holding. And then I, like, make my way off the rooftop, and then once I hear Gilla say that she's found a place, I try to make my way there. Okay. I start asking some, like, street people I see. <laughs> Excuse me, street lad. Excuse me, urban people. <laughs> you can do... This is some sort... This is like a charisma... Persuasion oh, this is going to be great. I was going to let you do like survival... To 14. Huh. Uh, they point you in the direction. Some of the... Uh, I think the person you ask first is a little confused why you would want to go to that... Why you're asking for directions to that specific place. <laughs> and not away from it. But um, they give you directions so you can make your way there. Cool. The person sitting behind the desk is just a scruffy-looking human person. He is very brusque with you and is like, no amenities, no nothing. <laughs> no breakfast, no dinner, <laughs> Stop no singing, no music, no beds. <laughs> well, there are beds. There's an outhouse. <laughs> Three blocks down that way. <laughs> yep. So that's the kind of place. I better not find a pee bucket up there again. Yep. <laughs> just not like, again. Next time it might be easier to list what you do offer. <laughs> beds. People, that. people that's won't. It. People don't like when we just say just beds. <laughs> <laughs> we There's also have bed dogs. dogs Those come no extra charge <laughs> for the bed Pro dogs. Bono. <laughs> there are no bones. All right. <laughs> Uh, Harold, do you eventually make your way there? I as do. Well? I slump and stumble. Do a. You can either do survival to find it, or a persuade, like a persuasion, or yes, persuasion. Persuasion. Oh yeah, persuasion's better though. Uh oh. Well, I only get a nineteen. Okay. Yeah, you find your way there safely. Um, someone even offers to escort you because oh, you're you. kind of. I am very Walking tired. back and forth. And you can just pick me up and cradle me like a baby, sir. That'd be lovely. Thank you. The lady who's providing <laughs> you there is just like, okay, okay. Keep walking. Let's go. <laughs> so you all make it there. You are able to get a full night's rest if you choose. I do. I do choose. Before that, mm-hmm. we need to have a talk. Yeah. Gilla turns to the... Like, when you show up, I guess me and Ozark are kind of just like... Well, we hear someone say, if you could just pick me up and cradle me, and we're like, that's gotta be the Herald. It's gotta be him. It's over on the Bluetooth. I He's asked on. me multiple yeah. times. <laughs> I don't like walking, all right? I have little stubby legs. I prefer to be cradled. When you come up the stairs, Gilla just like turns to the Herald and is like, hey, you want to get murdered? I will certainly do not. Yeah, because if you piss off the guards enough, they hang you. I definitely would not enjoy that. It sounds like you speak from experience. Yeah, so guards show up. Even the small saltsmith name doesn't do much. Mm. Yes, I prefer to just not get the guards involved at all, which is why my method, uh, I look around. Is there anybody around? There's someone snoring in a far corner of the bed. It's probably around 7.30 or 8, and so people who would need cheap beds haven't made their way. I will. The way in which I normally acquire goods does not normally involve people knowing that I have acquired them in the first place, so I, too, dislike the guards. In fact, I think the bit why I... uh, Used a smoke bomb instead of... It seemed like a good idea at the time. Instead of paying the bail? I didn't think about it, all right? (sighs) 
Harold, the fifty dollar or the fifty gold piece pouch that you lifted uh-huh. from one of the people weighs a little heavier in your bag than you would. Oh, I take it out. It's the guilt that's making it weigh a little bit oh. heavier. Not that there's more money in it. That's sad. I don't like that. I just want to remind you that you did get you also sniped a fifty like gold that. piece bag of money. I have a long and emotional thing to say. Says the Harold. <laughs> As, as you say this, Emma appears. Oh, why well, there? Not like disappeared, but she like comes up the stairs oh. and is like, okay, and she sits down as well. How the heck did Emma get here? Let's not look too deeply. We'll never know. <coughs> Emma follows this arc. Emma tapped into our earpieces. There you go. That's pretty I, uh, I take off my hat and I put it under my arm and I run my fingers through my hair. Oh my gosh. Do you look the same? I do. Okay. Morose, chastened, sad, grim, perhaps. A little bit of the glitter from your gold buttons fades a little. Just a smidgen. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys have picked up on this, Emma, probably, but I am a uh, con man. I have been for a long time. It's kind of my thing. And one thing you learn as a con man is the value of trust. It is the coin I earn and spend most often. Perhaps too often. I have made a living by getting people to trust me. And in some rare cases, I put my trust in them as well. It is rare because most of the time, it ends poorly. On one memorable occasion, for example, I put my trust in a companion. And when things broke bad, when I counted on her to save me, she betrayed me. Julia Moongold left me in prison to rot. It is because of her that my artifacts were taken from me, and I shall have my vengeance. But that is a story for another day. Today I want to talk to you about Pog. Pog put her trust in me. And because of that, because of my failure, she is now in prison. Normally, as an illusionist, my magic deals in changing that which seems to be, not the real world. It is a lie pretending to be true, hoping you don't notice. But I tell you this right now, and know that when I speak, I speak the truth when I say these words. I swear by my life and my magic that I will get Pog out of prison through whatever means necessary. So I ask you this, can I trust you to help me? Anybody? Oh, I I was waiting for them to talk. It seems like they've known you longer. It would be more appropriate for them to share this emotional moment. I'm going to do an insight check. Uh, that's a ten. <laughs> the Herald seems to be very genuine. This is the most genuine you have seen the Herald to be. I think, what's your wisdom modifier? Plus three. What's your wisdom modifier? Plus two. I think, um, Ozark, you have picked up on the Herald removes his hat when he's wants to convey that he is not hiding something from you, that he's not trying to trick you. And so I think that leads you to believe he's being genuine. Was there anything else you wanted to learn from your insight check? <laughs> I don't think I can learn it, but I want to know if it's kind of like just another story he's telling with the first part, or if it's actually true. I would say with a 10, you... Probably don't. You feel like it's genuine and true. <laughs> Gilla kind of looks at the Herald and is like, you need to join our emotional campfire convos more <laughs> often, but not as a jerk as this guy. Put my hat back on. My glitter returns to my buttons. Yeah. I don't like to It's like the anime self. sparkle. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. I think what... Ozark probably says, because he's like, I mean, I'm I'm with you. We gotta get Pog out. But what we did today was wrong. Like, you don't just leave someone when they're inconvenient. Yeah, that's fair. I have daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing, Emma. We'll explore those later. <laughs> when did you give up on your dreams? <laughs> Let's go back to that conversation. Um, was he emotionally distant? I think... I think Gilla just kind of is like, look, let's get, let's get Pog. And... First, let's rest. Yeah. I can't do anything else tonight. I mean, I could... Can't we just send Ozark to pay bail? Uh, I'm the one who they would have seen most. But you didn't do anything wrong. 
Yeah, I don't think they saw you. Yeah, you were just kind of around. Like they rec- they recognized me and her. Yeah, you were there, but I, I think they knew a person existed in the smoke. But I don't think they know that you, Ozark, existed cool. in the smoke. I just don't remember if all I did was try to like grab her and pull her away. I think that's what you did. you tried to pull away. I don't remember if it happened before I think and it happened after. After the smoke, because I, I was trying to find now. reach and like find Pog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't think they saw it. Okay. Like, I think, Ozark, if you just, like, went to the magistrate or whatever and was like, hey, I have this kleptomaniac friend, I wasn't keeping an eye on her, can I pay her bail and, like, At least find out, out what the situation is. I'm also the least charismatic. It's not about charisma, it's about telling the truth. Aren't ooh, you about ooh. doing the right thing or whatever? Yeah, so, but also, like, All of what I just said you. is true. Oh, no, oh, like, out of character is what I'm saying. Like, this oh. might not be a good idea. In character, Ozark's like, I will go get her. So there's an like, old gnomish play tonight. called um, Cyrano de Bergino. <laughs> uh, work with me here. In which... I don't know what that's a reference to. to there it is. Uh, I definitely don't know what that is. I'm still, yeah. <laughs> still don't know. Like it's a, both a good play. There's also a, uh, a Steve Martin version. Uh, he's a very long nose. Anyway, the point is, in that play, in real life and in this game, there's a person who wants desperately to be able to speak to someone. In his case, a woman in a romantic situation. In our case, a magistrate. But he doesn't have the words. So someone who does have the words hangs out nearby and tells him what to say. So we literally could do this, A, with our earpieces. I could speak to you and tell you what to say. This is the trope where it always goes wrong. (laughs) Or B. Where they're like, shut up, Gilla. (laughs) Shut up, Gilla. (laughs) Or B. I go in with you and Emma turns me invisible and I ventriloquism it through your mouth. Hey, <laughs> just gonna throw out like we're in a big city. You think they don't have anti? Remember that time? I think I grab. Oh, they do have anti. Yeah, anti-mask. I think I grab the bag and I'm like, no matter what, I should have enough money for whatever bail they've set. And then I just walk and I'm like, I'm gonna go. F- wait, I'm, I'm wait, gonna no, no, wait, no, no, wait, no, no, wait, no, no, wait. Emma's like, Emma's like, okay. Well, like I don't want her to spend the night in jail. Here, let me tell you about Mulsant here because we all know nothing. Okay, <laughs> they have. They are very strict about their laws. There are three major deities here, and each deity has their own judicial branch. So, like, we're going to have to see, like, who gets involved where. Oh, jurisdiction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so. Jurisdictions. So. (laughs) The history lesson. Let's go. So, the simplified versions of the. The, the judge's codice is, I think that this would probably fall under thievery. At, at most, they might think that the smoke bomb was magical in nature and not mechanical. So they might try and involve the magic deity, judicial guild. So I think that the best bet would be go tomorrow because she will go before the local magistrate. We can do some investigation to see if we can figure out who that is and whether they're more lenient or not. What their seal looks um, like, what their schedule is. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Are they more likely to put black people in jail? <laughs> Should we vote them out in the next Sorry, election? Just, you know, yes, systematic racism. They racist against gnomes here. Okay. What are the three gods, though? Um, yeah, we, want, we, want the full, we want the full history lesson. The sensei pulls out the whiteboard. Okay, so they're they're called the three, and they're <laughs> Bala, they're Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God the Father. And sorry, Bala. Um, I, I was think say Goku. this is the furthest city where Bala is known as Bala. I think it's Shanti. I'm not sure. It's been a while since I've like taken religious studies or something. I <laughs> At don't the know. seminary. So Bala is also known as Shanti. Um, then there's Mistra <clears throat> and Maliki. Oh, Mistra, magic. So yeah, that one. Moon forest. So if you want to do a unicorn, any sort of religion check to see what you know about these gods, let me know which specific god you're. I want to look up Bala. Bala, Bala. Slash Shanti. Religion. Oh, this is before we sleep. So Mm -hmm. that's either a 10 or a 9. You know that Shanti is an agricultural deity, but you're not sure if Shanti is Bala or not. Mm. Gotcha. Because this far over, some of the deities have shifted names or Mm. even like 
their worshippers have shifted out of character. I would say the worshippers have like shifted alignment or something just because mm-hmm. of the way that they culturally perceive this deity. Mm-hmm. I wanna mm-hmm. also I wanna think about Maliki and if I know that one. Ooh, mm. Nat 20. You know a lot about Maliki because when you spent time with the elves in the forest? Didn't talk to them at all. Yeah, I would say talk to the gods. I would say maybe you had a druid dwarf who joined your crew. Mm-hmm. And so Maaliki is one of the few gods that you know about because they were always praying to Maaliki and everyone gave them a hard time because they're like, Maaliki's we're on the, the sea, god you dumbass. Like, <laughs> nature and trees and stuff and we're in the ocean. So like kelp forest. Yeah. You know that the symbol for Maaliki is a golden horned blue eyed unicorn that druids and foresters and rangers tend to worship Maaliki. The druid who you know who served Maaliki wanted to, when they died, go to the Grove of the Unicorns in the Outer Plains, where the faithful servants of Maaliki got to... Ride unicorns! Yeah, they pretty much. Fast if you're pure apart. I would say you even know that there are a couple of branches of worshippers, and the particular druid who was on your ship was part of the Order of the Unicorn's Horn. Mm. Okay, cool. God, I hate unicorns. Mm. They're awful. <laughs> I'll do mistress since no one else has. Oh, a natural 20 as well. How convenient. Uh, Some of us are religious. Yeah, I just know enough to get out of their way. It's weird. I think that you got a hold of, like, some religious text because Mistra is not worshipped. At all? (laughs) um, In Impelter or any of, like, the seven. Like, Mistra is specifically, like, once you get out of the seven realms on this site. So I think maybe someone who is traveling across the um, Badlands where you lived... You helped guide them across, and as a favor, they gave you this book. Um, you know that Mistra is um, known as the Lady of Mysteries or the Mother of All Magic, also known as the Weaver, because it is believed that she weaves the tapestry of magic that allows sorcerers and wizards and warlocks to access magic. And that without Mistra, there would be no magic for arcane people. Arcane people. Cool. You know that there are two branches, because I think like this is a specific book. You know that there are two branches that are very popular. Um, one of them is known as the Order of Magic, and one of them is known as the Weavers. It makes guild meetings very confusing. <laughs> so the Weavers Guild has this, but I'm pretty sure... No, the other the Weaver's Guild. Yeah. The one with the actual, like, Not the, cloth. Not yeah. the underwater basket weavers. Yeah. The yeah. weavers. Okay. And that anyone who doesn't adhere to those two orders is branded as a... Magical um, heretic. Yeah, as a heretic. Third branch. Who, heretics. Well, that yeah, that's everyone that outside of these all. two bubbles. And Emma tells you that... Um, blasphemy is on the chart of like bad crimes you can do. Blasphemy is like two or three. Is it like the death penalty? Towards the top. What's the worst? Murder? Probably murder. So it's just like Europe during the Reformation, blasphemy gets you killed? Yeah, yeah. So the bad ones are like murder and treason and like mass murder. Is mass murder less bad than regular murder? No. The way murder is split up is there's a justified murder and oh. unjustified murder. Mm. And then on the murder scale, there's like intent and gotcha. people affected that gross Previous scale. crime. Like One good graph. thing here is that they try to make fines and manual labor and like good deeds as part of the punishment unless you do something really bad and then you mm. can like lose limbs oh. or be murdered gotcha or whatever what's mistress symbol sorry mistress symbol is seven silver or blue stars with a red misty path coming out all right um so tomorrow someone who is not Harold <laughs> is going to court court sounds good it's not me either i i can't do this i love you all and want to help you but not good with the whole 
All right, Ozark's going to court. This is like, what's the bad movie about the guy? It's like Mr. So-and-so goes to Washington. Oh, oh, oh yeah. It and was Johnny, or Jimmy Stewart. I don't know. Mr. Mr. Bean? No, no, Mr. Smith. It's like Mr. Smith goes to Washington or something like something. that. Something, yeah. But he goes and he like he filibusters. for a long time. Mm. Yeah. Um, if you want to go to a holding cell to talk to Pog, I can try and sneak you in. Or we could try and get in with the guards and... <sighs> No, I need to rest up. We'll get her out one way or another. All right, so you all take a long rest. You gain yep. the benefits of a long rest. I need you all to make a perception check at disadvantage because you are sleeping. Oh, no. The bed bugs? No, it's thieves. Oh. Eight. Nine. Ugh. Six. No, sorry. Eight. I think you all lose a little bit of gold. So each of you can mark off. Uh, Harold, you lose 30 pieces. Ozark, a little bit of gold. You lose 30 pieces. Gilla, 30? How, many, how much do you have? 72. You lose 20. Oh, no. When you wake up, the snoring man in the corner is gone. Oh, that son of a biscuit. You're going to murder him. <laughs> First we break out Pog, then we kill that justified guy, then murder. we go find Julia Moon. What's the punishment for justified murder I, if they were stealing from you? I thought that the plan was to get Pog and then go in the catacombs because I mean, that's Pog part will of help it, us Emma. in the catacombs. That's part of it. It's a long list. I think Pog's going to get killed in the catacombs. Pog's very, very squishy. Pog. You you take care of yourself. <laughs> Would it be better to leave Pog? No, while we do no. The okay, I was just asking. I'm not gonna leave Pog in a dirty, stinky, nasty jail. I think she meant get Pog out and then leave Pog. No, but that's a better idea. Oh no, that one's not acceptable. That's either. I don't think that's we a good idea. She's gonna get Do you know what control. Pog did with us there? Can you imagine what Pog would get into alone? This is why Pog lived at Cademan's Castle for reject kids. That's a terrible <laughs> name for a place. I mean, let's, it's not judging. Let's, let's go. Let's do some, like, let's do some searching and see if we can figure out who's going to be seated today. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's All an right, investigation. let's go talk to some people. Yeah, investigation or persuasion if you're talking to people. I'm going to persuade some folks. Oh, I'm also going to do that. Oh, I only got a seven. Oh, no, I'm going to use one of my special charisma checks. Okay. How many so do I have total? You have two. I got I'm going to use one. Okay. Wait, I don't need to use one. They have that. Yeah, it's up to I you. Okay. I got a two. So. I, got a, I got a sixteen. Ah, uh, no, I'll do it just in case there's some others. Just remember, I have bad charisma. Nope. Also seven. Are you adding one to all of your checks as well for Jimothy? Don't your oh, I mean eight. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the key thing. Yeah, it had to be an eight. Yep. All right. Um. It's just gonna give us Roll a. Fuck, why did I make five of them? Roll a six. A d6. <laughs> roll a five-sided die. Roll a d6. Wouldn't it be better to do a ten and then do five and a half? Oh, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that would actually get us five. smarter math. Four. It is Brion Marta, a dwarf. Oh. Okay. You can read her beard runes. I don't know how many times I have to ter- tell you this, Harold. Beard runes are not a thing. They're good. Actually... <laughs> I want the audience to know I just had the most betrayed face. It was like, face. so some dwarves here still do, like, special braids to indicate whether... How many people they've killed. They're single, whether they're, like, what guilds they're part of, some sort of... But it's it's a regional thing here. It's not called runes. No, it's but it is braids. it is similar. <laughs> it's a very fancy way of that they do their plating and their beating and such. <laughs> I just <laughs> shoot off little Gilla fireworks. Is having a crisis of consciousness. <laughs> I have. Four questions. <laughs> okay, what you can ask. Are you asking DM or Emma? Emma. <laughs> no, first question is for Sarah. Okay. Um, what was the name of this person? It was Brion Marta. Marta. Okay. The th- next three are in character. Okay. <laughs> One. What are Brion's beard things like? They tend to be more reserved. Um, I think that 
Brienne tries to keep a lower profile because Brienne still wants to be very active in the community, separate from her job as a magistrate. Okay, second. How do you do your beard runes? Like, I'm looking to start a crew. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, sailor, but not in a sexy way. Unless you're a cool lady. Or like... We could find a place to do it. Ooh, a beard hairdresser. There are... People who do that here. Something who, where it's like, like I'm looking, I'm looking to form a team, an elite team <laughs> um, of boat people. You know, it's like flower language. It's more like a motive, unless I general. Yeah, it's not like a full but language. We could, we could do something. We could figure out something. How do Three. Say, Hello, how's it going? My name is Gilla. <laughs> My name is Gilla. Ask me about the crew I'm forming. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's just like braided to where it actually Actual reads. <laughs> yeah. Beads. Three. Where is Brione doing court and how do we get there? There are centralized magistrates. Uh, there are um, four of them in the city and the magistrates rotate through so that everyone has a day off every, some, every four or five okay. days. That's how math works. Okay. Sure. I don't need to try update my beard runes right now. Oh, because apparently those are a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very <sighs> local cultural thing here. There are there are so many humans and is there so one that many means spirit folk here? So I don't I don't specifically see. I just know that it's a thing here. So I'm sure that we could get you. I something. am fluent in conversational beard. <laughs> I don't speak it. I understand. I think it's just something that the dwarves here do as a way of like keeping their culture and reminding themselves of. Really weird, but okay. Um, let's go to court, Ozark. Okay. Hi, everyone. It's your DM, Sarah, here. I hope that you are enjoying this episode of Four Friends and Some Dice. Thank you for taking the time to listen. It means a lot to us. If you have enjoyed this episode and you have friends who you think would also enjoy our hijinks, tell them about us. You can also tweet about us using the hashtag 4FASD, or you can add us on Twitter at the number 4 friends some dice, some spelled S-U-M. It's hard to believe that we're coming up on our one-year podcast anniversary. To celebrate, we're going to do a Q&A episode, so if you have any questions about the characters, the world, the podcast, or just general questions about life or Naruto or our cats, please let us know. You can use our Twitter hashtag 4FASD or send us a note through our website, bashohousestudios.com. Send in your questions before December 7th for this special Q&A bonus episode. The next regular episode of Four Friends and Some Dice will be out on November 27th, so we'll see you then. And as always, thanks for listening. the section of the magistrates there's it's a regular sized building the doorway is a little bit more ornate there are double doors on this building there's a foyer with lots of benches where you can wait and then there's a room inside and so there's also a back room where they hold the people bringing in and so if you go you can either wait out here or you can go in and watch all of the proceedings until... Until we see Pog? Yeah. There's no, like, clerk I can talk to or anyone like that who we can know when Pog is going to go before the magistrate. Oh, uh, yeah, there is a clerk here if you want to talk to them. Yeah, I'd like to, like, at least figure out... Because if it's, like, in six hours, like, I can mm. go sit for six hours, that's fine. But I'd like to at least know that. I, I think the wait would probably be, like, half an hour to an hour. Cool. They're very efficient here. Yeah. Bureaucracy. I or go to the clerk, though, and I ask when Pog, the gnome, will be up for Um, the clerk, like, looks sentencing. through, they have, like, a clipboard type thing, and they're like, um, the first three are fairly straightforward. I see here for the gnome that it looks like there might be a little bit more debate that happens before a fine is assigned, so I would say... Is there minutes. a lawyer's office nearby who you would recommend that could represent us in a moment's notice? A solicitor. Mm-hmm. A, That's a not lawyer. how things are done here. How are but... things done in this court? It's trial by combat. <laughs> is this Kafka-esque? Because I'm going to get real distressed if it is. No, 
we just we just have a panel of people from the different orders and then they add we have standardized fines and then if they think that something should be added they ask the magistrate sometimes the person is like oh no I don't do magic so it wasn't me who did this magic thing so like you can't add it and then we have to get a cleric to come in and be like zone of truth you <laughs> and then they're like I can't do magic add that five gold to my fine add the ten extra gold for lying in court so, <laughs> Yeah. Cool. It's um, not like a, oh, we don't like you, so there's uh, 75 million mm, gold. So is it a sliding scale based on income? It is. I was going to. Would you yeah. say Pog is a flight risk? Shh, shh. Don't say that. that. No, I'm, this is out of character. Uh-huh. I was, there, <laughs> I would not even have the concept of a flight risk in this world. I was going to say, oh, so you're saying that Pog does have magical capabilities no, and can cast a fly spell. No, I, I say thank you. I guess I'll go and wait for the hearing. Help yourself to our candy dish. <laughs> it's really gross, like Werther's. Hey, Werther's are delicious. Werther's are gross. I love Werther's. It's the During soft, break, it's the soft, chewy ones, but now oh, they're hard. Is, That's not good. Is yeah, food allowed in the courtroom? Besides the word, is there, is there a, is it, is a there sign if, that says no food or drink? Quiet and discreet, <laughs> and it is rather smellless. Yes. Okay, I reach into the bag of holding and pull out a muffin from <laughs> the brunch. Back in I thought stores. it was going to be some sort of clever fine where they get you to put candy in your mouth, but as soon as you walk in, if you have food in your mouth, that's a fine, and if you spit it out, that's another fine. Trick me. <laughs> Oh, that would be terrible. Anyway, Having so... candy in your mouth in the courtroom, that's a fine. Spits it out. Littering, another fine. <laughs> uh-huh. Littering is a fine. It's under destruction Littering of property. Littering in the courtroom. Super fine. So that would be destruction of governmental property. That's even worse. Yeah. Ten days in jail and a thousand goals fine. Yeah. We punch you in the face. All right. So the other... So who is... Is it Ozark and Emma? Who are inside. Who are inside. Is Emma willing to go in? Emma is willing well, to go in. Emma doesn't want to talk to people. But Emma doesn't want to lead this yeah. escapade. But she Are, figured two and two would be the best way to split up. Okay, yeah. I think... That if we must split the there's party. There's a nice tea shop next door if you all want to sit and have tea, but still be close enough to... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I want to take the Herald and be like, we have to trust Ozark. <laughs> so let's go... <laughs> okay! So let's go think about something else for a while. I'm going to sip some very calming lavender tea. So I think the first three cases are very, they go by pretty quickly. I think that it's even faster than was expected. So it's about 32 minutes later. This person emptied a chamber pot onto someone's head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This person killed a chicken that wasn't theirs. This person kicked a chamber pot into a chicken. Yeah. That wasn't theirs. Um, it's not legal, illegal if you kick you it into your like, own chicken. So there's um, a group, there are like five people sitting in like an alcove. Almost, they almost look like a jury, mm-hmm. but. They're um, all wearing different robes and different, um, like, uniforms. So they're from these different religious orders. Do I um, notice any that have seven stars with a red path going? Or unicorn. No, there are two empty seats. And so that person, whoever, is missing. Looks like the Mistra people are not mm-hmm. here. Do I see a unicorn with a gold horn and blue eyes? You do. And actually, that's the person who um, stands whenever Pog is brought in. <gasps> I grip Gillis' shoulder. I can hear it. I think you can actually, you can only hear Ozark speaking. I assume Ozark's giving us a minor commentary. No, No, he's going to get kicked out for being disruptive. Just murmuring to himself? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he'd get kicked out. I think you and me, I think while this is all happening, Gilla looks Harold dead in the eye and goes, revenge, huh? (sighs) Yeah, that's a long story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. But, uh, I got someone I want to get revenge, revenge on. on. Avenge yourself upon. We could turn this into a revenge quest. I mean, I'm not saying I'm against that. Revenge is cool. <laughs> sure. People people getting their comeuppance for, for insulting me. Yeah. The destruction of trust. The removal of property. Rightfully stolen property, might I add. Looking like a dwarf when you're an elf. The worst. I am confused about that one. Yeah. Belt made him look like a dwarf, but he was an elf. It's rude! Uh Fuck him! (laughs) Fuck that guy and his stupid boat! I think there's a story there, too. Let's flashback. We will get back to all of your traumas <laughs> in a moment. Roll a insight check to see how Pog is doing. Oh, my little Poggy. 
That is a, an 18. Pog looks chipper, but you can tell that she's definitely cried the night before. Do you wave to her? I mean, I'm sure she sees me. Uh, when she comes in, she does see you, and she gets very excited. Is her arm still all messed up? Um, it has been set, so her arm is in a sling. Oh. Uh, a person wearing the robes of Can the we... Order of the Infant <laughs> Yes. Sorry, this is out of character again. Can we just get Pog out and take Pog to adult daycare <laughs> while we go to <laughs> the in the crypt? Place with like a play place, like a like a the science center. There's lots of stuff you can swipe, but you're supposed to swipe. Right? Yeah, they set it out. It's like in a big sand pit, and they like put little shiny things in it, and then bury the sand, and then they like uncover them, like like dinosaur fossils. You can certainly look for a place like that when you get Pog out. We'll ask Emma. So, um, <laughs> the person stands up in the uh, robes of the Order of the Unicorn Horn, mm-hmm. and they bow to the magistrate, as you've seen them do, and then they address, what's her name, Brion? Yeah. Brion, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They address Brion, and they say, this claim does not lie with us to make. I think that someone else here would have better say over what the punishment should be for disturbing the peace, uh, attempted thievery from a establish, uh, establishment place of employment, and then resisting arrest. arrest. Is not the word that they would say, but is the words I'm using to convey <laughs> what they're saying. So you see... Attempted fleeing from the crime. So you see someone in a brown, orange, and blue. They have a brown, orange, and blue tabard. They stand and they say, it seems that this lies within the jurisdiction of the shapefinders. And so we would like to place the fine at 11 gold because Pog here is not a native of the town. And so we have reduced the fines for that as we cannot confirm what her income is. We believe that's fair. And then you see bursting through the side door into the little jury alcove that's walled off. Someone wearing the Mistra um, colored robes bursts in. They're wearing red, silver, and black. They're like, wait, the weavers lay claim to this because it appears that there was some form of magic that happened at the scene and we cannot prove, we have not yet proved if it was Pog or not. And like everyone gasps and like you can tell like this person <gasps> is just being like dramatic and like everyone who's sitting here seems to be here to watch the drama go down between the weavers and the shape finders. As they have a bit of a contentious relationship. <clears throat> they have to do the law and order. Bum, bum. Yeah. And then we um, come back. Bum, bum. How, how does Ozark react to this? He has no idea what the fuck is happening <laughs> in the courtroom. So, like, someone runs in, they say something, everyone in the crowd goes, <gasps> So, Ozark heard them claim that, like, Pog cast magic and that her fine should be increased because she cast magic. So, and like... Do you stand up and go, she can't do magic? And so Pog starts crying and I is don't like, know I can't can do, do magic. magic. I can only make people think that I'm really great. And also, I like shiny things. And that's not such a bad thing. Is there a way to, like, demand a zone of truth or something? Um... So if you wait a couple of moments, like, yeah. the the person, like, both the shapefinder and the weaver person start bickering. And it's clear that these two people know each other personally. Slap fighting. And so eventually... Former lovers. <laughs> eventually someone wearing um, some plain, like, red and browns, just some very subtle dim Autumnal colors, colors. Um, stands and goes... I move that we request the zone of truth and that we move forward with this. And so someone comes in and does a zone of truth. And there was some bickering over there was some bickering over which group would get to do it. So finally another group <laughs> cleric came in. The order of the horn brings it's the It's true that um, Pog cannot. cannot do magic. And so she is released to pay her eleven gold fine. To the shape finders. Yes. And so she pays it in a variety of <laughs> silverware and pewter animals pewter and babies. a couple of foreign coins. And then she's like, you came. I didn't think that anyone would come. I'm glad that they still let you have your stuff. I buy some. They, I they, buy... Give it, they gave it back to me just now so I can I mean, pay my fine. I mean, that's time. good because otherwise... <laughs> and I you see the magistrate just go, paid it. please leave because <laughs> you're still in the room. Just and get out. Like, oh, can I buy? Sorry, there's more proceedings I have to keep going. Can I buy some type of baked good from this tea shop to give to Pog? Yeah, we chocolate croissant. Like, 
we're looking like we're looking out the window to see when Ozark comes out. I offer to give Pod a piggyback though if she wants it. Yeah, I think she takes it. Okay. It's a little awkward because she's just got one arm around your neck. Oh yeah. But yeah, it's very cute. You go next door to the tea place, and Pog's like, I thought you had forgotten about me. I walk over to Pog and I put both of my hands on her face and I pull her face real close to my face and go, Never. <gasps> That's good because I forget about things after they happen pretty quickly. But I didn't forget about you here. Obviously, it's just sometimes when stressful things happen, you forget things and then you panic. Hi, Gila. We got you this croissant. It's full of chocolate. It's got chocolate inside. Pog we didn't want to go grateful. into the into the place because we thought the Herald yeah. and I put my hand like on his hat and I squish it a little. <laughs> we thought he might get in trouble too. No, that's fair. They asked me who else was involved and I said I didn't know their names. You did a good job. Thanks. It was really hard to lie. I'm not very good at lying. <clears throat> Alright. But I convinced them completely. <laughs> mm-hmm. We should walk away from the magistrate place. Yeah, we very should yeah, immediately leave. Alright, Emma. Place of law. Where do we need to go? Alright, well what are we doing next? We can do the thing we were sent to do. Adult that I need to do. Yeah. Uh, I guess Gilla looks at Pog and says, like, this was a really this Close was really call. scary. Yeah. And we're gonna go somewhere else that's really scary. Do you wanna go or do you wanna like hang out somewhere? Like what type of scary? Like official people that aren't very tempting with all the shiny things in their pockets? Like a place where a lot of dead people are. Yeah, Pog, they're gonna try and kill us. There's war. Dear. We're gonna go to a place where it's deadly. There's gonna be war. I I wanna go home. I like hanging out with you, but I wanna go home. That's fair. That's okay, Pog. Do you wanna get a room and wait for us? Pog? Yes. Do you want to not steal anything the whole time? No, I don't not want to want to do that, but I won't. I will want to, but I won't. You promise, Pog? Yeah, but maybe we could buy me something new and shiny on the way, and that would distract me. Okay. We can do that, Pog. I want a music box. We'll get you a music box. Okay, Pog. Yes! (laughs) So I think you find... A nicer place. You find a nicer place where you can... um, Put Pog. I think the per- <laughs> like the person who you don't find like an official in. You find someone who rents out rooms, mm. and she's a very maternal mm. um, person. So you have never seen this type of humanoid before. She's very stocky, and her ears have like two ridge points coming off of them. Huh. And so I think Emma's like, stop, stop staring. Stop staring at her ears. It's really oh, weird. <laughs> because this part, like, they she's move. She's not an elf, but she's a stare at her. A double elf. So this, this woman, like, moves kind of slowly, and she just sounds very dense and heavy, and you can hear her bones creaking, and it sounds almost like rock on rock whenever she moves, and she's huh. got a very deep, gravelly voice. Uh-huh. And, um, but she's very kind and welcoming and her and Pog hit it off right away and she's like oh in the morning whenever everyone else leaves after we do breakfast if you want Pog like I can take you around and show you some of the sites so you're not cooped up in your room all of the time. Do you have a stable she can help take care of with horses? She loves like doing stable work. Or like a petting zoo. <laughs> I, I have some I have a few chickens and rabbits up, up on the roof that do you want to help food and take stuff. care of the chickens and rabbits, Pog? No, I'm on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Pog? I will be safe. I do need you to be on your best behavior. Of course. Why would No, I? mm-mm. For real. Pinky promise. Pinky With promise. With both pinkies. Oh, pinky promise. <sighs> okay. Right. And we get her a music box. Yep. The she Herald gets her a music box. I do. It's... It's only a couple of copper. Like, it's, it's fairly cheap. It, it's very... Blinky, and mm-hmm. she immediately starts taking it apart and just like flicking the comb teeth. And just tinkering with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alright, so. Got a bit of time left still for this episode. So, um, I think Emma's like, we should get lunch. Make sure all our provisions are good. Mm-hmm. Make a plan. Mm-hmm. And so she unrolls this 
weathered map and she's like okay this map of the catacombs while y'all are eating on the table she unrolls it in front of you she goes so this map of the catacombs might be a little outdated it's like 18 or 19 years old so like did the catacombs change much they're or just the status of the people in the catacombs so the way that this city is set up is like underneath in the catacombs that's where they bury everyone and um, these caverns go down pretty deep. And so sometimes the caverns flood based on the time of the year. Uh, sometimes they crumble in the older areas. And so we're going into the catacombs because, and so she traces this winding path a bit. And she goes, okay, so this takes us to a um, even lower place where... Um, King, back whenever Mulsantir had kings instead of having an emperor, the kings were buried down there. And like, um, and so it's older. And then through that crypt is an entrance to the Underdark where the deep gnomes and dwarves are. Great. Forgot. Is that where we're going? Yep. Oh, yeah. we're to the Underdark. Yeah, yeah. we're getting real deep, deep underground. And then we're going to heist out these magic porcelain spell tokens and eat them. <laughs> no! Keeping, so we can't lose them. They can't steal from you if, they, if they're in your gullet. That's... They could just <laughs> slice open your stomach. Emma, that's disgusting. Who would think of something like that? People who want these weapons of sorts. They're, they're very destructive spells. Confirmed weapons. Good to know. Hmm. Yep. You've fallen perfectly into <laughs> my ruse. <laughs> all part of my plan. Ceramics of mass destruction. Yep. Wait, why do we want Benny to have these? Because we're going to get paid bank. We get 1,500 gold. Oh, oh yeah, screw it. Sure. <laughs> also, Benny's family, according to Benny, mm-hmm. was charged with keeping them safe. Mm-hmm. And so they're family heirlooms that Benny's family has been keeping safe. <coughs> How did they just get stolen? How did they wind up in the Underdark? Stores. Yes. Oh, so so for this a, a family deal with some deep dwarves went sour. Sour. Or oh. they rightfully traded them, and now these pretentious rich people are trying to just take back their stuff from the lawful evil slavers. I mean, I'll probably do it anyway. <laughs> not there's slavery in this world with those people specifically. Mm, fair enough. In the tales I've heard, they could be wrong. A lot of tales like that. I can tell you some of the tales I've heard about elves. We've heard them. To do this, we're going to have to sneak into the catacombs. Mm -hmm. Probably the best way to do that is get some cloaks and go in as mourners. Yeah, that's Go in as Mormons? Mourners. Oh. We have to get baptized into the Mormon church. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a long process. Here's the 16 steps. We got to go on a mission. So if if you all do not have some plain cloaks, we will need to procure them. I feel like we each have a simple traveling cloak. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you do too. I pull mine out. Is it simple? I turn it inside. <laughs> it's more simple that way. Um, Gila has one that's like really good at put like protecting from the rain. Mm, it's yeah. like oiled. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the Underdark we need to get... I don't know if it's going to be colder or hotter down there. I Just, never remember. It's difficult. Just letting you know. A variety of clothes. It's like packing for Disney in the winter. Mm -hmm. Yep. So So we need those zip-off shorts. Is there anything else you all need? I don't... I mean, we need, we we have provisions and such. There's many things we always need, but I think we're ready. Yeah, we're like if we have to, we can be. always want to teleport out of there. It's true. That'd be we know so it goes to Library Bar. Oh yeah, don't worry about it, Emma. We have an escape route in case. We and need you're it. just gonna leave Pog here? I mean, we can get our way back here. So far away. If yeah. we can teleport out, there's a way to teleport back. I'm sure there's someone we could go to. We'll figure it out. Okay, well, I made these for you, and Emma, We didn't say it was a good plan. <laughs> Emma gives you each a small vial with Ooh. a blue swirl of liquid, and she goes, this is a health potion. It's just a regular one. It's all that I could make in the time that I had on our journey. So you each get one of those. Thanks. Great. Don't worry, I have the receipts to itemize <laughs> for this work trip. I bet you just love filing expense reports. It's the worst. But <laughs> here we my, are. It's my favorite part of my job. <laughs> okay, so you all put on your cloaks. Mm-hmm. What was the la- name of the lady? 
who we got rooms from. Yeah, did we get rooms? We didn't get a name, I'm sorry. Oh, the Earth. Also, like, can we get the name of this Earth Ganassi? It is not. Oh, something else. Yeah. You have heard uh, the the, the word spirit folk thrown out a couple of times. Awesomer? No. <laughs> no. She's awesomer than what? Afril Abet. A, or E-F-R-I-L-A-B-E-T. Afril Abet. I can bust into a joke. Like, I bet she's a Ganassi, but she's not. No. There are three main types of spirit folk that inhabit this area. They say that early in the creation of the material plane that there was some sort of portal here to... Um, Maybe elemental, the elemental planes or some sort of celestial plane with elementals there. And that bled through and influenced the people who lived here a long time ago. And so mm. there are river, mountain, and forest spirit folk. And so. Cool. And then the fourth lost one. Thanks, Emma, for having all of this information <laughs> at hand. Emma's pretty She's smart. Pretty I guess. Yeah. All right. Let's get in those crypts. So you make your way towards the docks and the edge of the city because the pathway that seems the most straightforward through the catacombs to where you need to go um, would enter from the seaport. There are other entrances throughout the city that more and more, become more and more wealthy the further into the city you go. So this is like a very basic cave entrance type place, which is actually where they first, like early on, they started burying people and then they found caverns going deeper down. So, huh. And so it's pretty old up front and then hmm. it gets relatively newer and then goes back to being super old again. Um, so you join in with a group of people who are crying and yeah, wailing. Yeah, we have all their cloaks on. Um, they're all carrying these thick mourning candles oh. that um, they look like just plain white basic candles, but... Um, they smell like pumpkin spice. I, I was going to say the smoke from it makes it a little easier to cry while carrying them because some of oh. these people are hired mourners. Ah, very um, clever. You all are each handed um, one of these candles mm-hmm. to carry in uh-huh. with you. And you walk with the group a little bit of ways. Everyone around you is like wailing and crying loudly. <laughs> they have a little card of like, <laughs> so we Bob. Went, <laughs> we went in near the docks, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Gil saw the docks. And look for sailors. No, well, no. And then, like, went into this place where, like, it's easy to cry. And, like, oh. I think in the dark, like, she's trying really hard not to. But, like, a couple of tears like slip out. Like real tears? Yeah, like real tears slip out. Poor Gila. Let's see if... Nope, doesn't notice. So, about... A ten minute. It it steadily declines as you go in, and it seems pretty smooth here in this way. Um, and after about ten minutes of walking, you walk past like several places that like branch off, and there are no longer torches on the walls here now. Now you're just lit by the light of the candles. And I think Emma. What's our walking order? I think Emma's in the front. Yeah, I should always we're, be we're all in like the m- you're all mushed together with this group of mourners. Mm. But how are you surrounding Emma? Uh, I want to be by Emma, kind like of like next to her or behind her. Uh, we'll go next to her. Okay. Because I feel I'm like we're behind you guys. Yeah. I don't know where. Yeah, I'll be place. behind Emma, and you can be behind Harold. Yeah. So Emma like taps your shoulder, and uh-huh. then like just stealth disappears into oh, the yeah. side. We just like. I think she even extinguishes her candle <laughs> and stealth. Lick your finger. Hope everyone here has dark vision. Was well, I do? Did you just blast hot wax on the back of my hat. Yep, on accident. <laughs> well, I'm I'm behind Emma. Oh, oh no! It got her hair. So, if you all want to be stealthy about sneaking off from this group of mourners, I will need you to roll a stealth check. That is how that works. Ooh. Do I have disadvantage because of my leg? No. I have disadvantage because of my armor, though. Nice. That was actually pretty good. I got a 19. I got a 27. Oh my god. Guys, I'm a rope. Pirouetted away. Did you say 27? Yeah. Same as Emma. Nice, Nice. Emma. Sneaky gal. You make do a high five and then you're suddenly (laughs) seen. Just a real loud. Yep, they do that in the in the cosmoverse somewhere. Two numbers align so that they snuck real good. Mm Mm-hmm. Together. 
What did you get? Ozark? A 16. Oh, that's pretty good. You all dart into this hallway and you can hear water dripping a little bit, but it's not like moist or anything. It doesn't smell like the hag's lair that you went into in Pick and Act. There's still a pretty good breeze. You're still pretty close to the entrance and there are other entrances and exits that cross through here. And so you trust Emma to guide you. And after about four or five minutes of walking in the dark, she, like, strikes a torch. And um, is like, does anyone else want one? I thought we all had dark vision. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, but <laughs> it's still dark. It's, it's spooky and scary. And when she strikes the torch, you see what you couldn't make out before, like, carved into the walls here are these two long grooves that are about, Gil, they're a little bit above your eye line. And so Ozark, they come up to about your forearm or your, like, shoulder area. Um, just filled with skulls of, like, different sizes. Um, and she's like, yeah, there are dead things here, and it's really creepy. So if you want to walk in the dark, you can. But also, it's very easy to get lost here. We need to make sure we're counting how many exits we pass based on this map and stuff. I think you should carry a torch. Do you want one? Just make light. You don't know the light cantrip? Do I? I don't think I actually do. No. All right. I use prestidigitation to light torch. Okay. So now you have a Harold torch. It's easier because me and Ozark are the fighters. That's true. I can just go get (laughs) him. Get him. Um, and so you continue to follow for several more minutes. And the row of skulls ends. And then you see like alcoves where like bones are like just stacked up. Um, you see a couple where they're like skeletons with their arms crossed over them and like these old coins like placed over the eye holes um just like kind resting of, in the yeah sockets. just just resting um kind of spooky and you come to a section of like plain wall which isn't super uncommon there have been like breaks in between where it's just rough stone and emma's like watch this and takes out a lantern and opens up the um, thing in the front shutter. of the shutter. Mm-hmm. And instead of, like, light light, there's some sort of... It is some sort of incandescence, but it's not, like, firelight mm. or electricity light. It's, like, glowing Magic. green. Oh. And it reveals, like, the frame <laughs> of a door in the wall. Oh, neato. And um, so Emma, like, pushes in what looks to be, like, a stone lever and the doors open mm-hmm. so you can go deeper in and i think that's where we're gonna end this episode <gasps> spooky bye our art was done by kat verhoven you can find more of kat's work at verhoo.com our music is village consort and kings of terror by kevin mcleod you can find more of Kevin's music at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Thanks for listening.